This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today's episode, we're going to talk about four misconceptions about AI and how to create a learning environment for your business or your place of work or your establishment. Enjoy. Welcome to the Age of Jeremy. My name is Jeremy Quintini. I am the founder and CEO of Q Consolidated Limited. We focus on investing and creating businesses in media and entertainment, finance, investing, and insurance, education, and e-learning, art, music, and the humanities, earth and human sustainability and advancements, along with earth and space exploration and transportation. Our current business includes 3T Warrior Academy. Businesses include 3T Warrior Academy, Q Financial, Age of Radio, and Merlin, the smartest way to track your crypto, just to name a few. You can find me on all socials at Age of Jeremy, except on X, it's at Age of Jeremy Q. And on Facebook, it is Cesar Jeremy Quintanilla. Also, these episodes, except for the lo-fi episodes, are available on YouTube as audio MP4s, I guess you could say. So make sure that you follow me on YouTube because there's other videos on there as well that are not part of this podcast. And that's at YouTube at Age of Jeremy. If you're newer, if you are new or newer to this podcast, this is all about the trials and tribulations I go through to build my business empire and hope you pick up some wisdom along the way. I also have guests that share their trials and tribulations to become content creators and their adventures they have gone through to become entrepreneurs. If you want to see Coach CJV's financial blueprint, there is a link to my link tree in the episode description. It is a warrior's guide to financial freedom. And guess what? It is absolutely free, so make sure that you check that out. Please also join my Q Consolidated channel, which is also free, in my Age of Jeremy Instagram account. I provide extra insight on the things I have going on in business and in my life, so hopefully you will find some wisdom in that as well. And again, it's free to join. Also, make sure to check out ageofradio.com to see all of our amazing podcasts. We will be adding more soon. In fact, we actually added a few more OK Boomer Killer Lashes, and we're about to release the Beckett podcast, I think is what it's called. So Beckett, I apologize if I butchered that. Um, and where you will look forward to your email and we will get that bad boy taken care of. Uh, you can also join our amazing community of content consumers and content creators that are addicted to podcasting Facebook group. Everyone is welcome to participate in that as well. So let's go ahead and get started. I am going to bombard everybody in the world with artificial intelligence and making sure that you do not miss out on this opportunity. I've mentioned it before that you need to be able to utilize artificial intelligence for your entrepreneurship, your entrepreneurship, and not to be afraid of new technologies and lean into them. And so 
I'm encouraging everybody to take part of artificial intelligence as much as possible and don't be scared of new technologies. And one of those things that I hope to do as I learn more about it is to educate you more about it, obviously, and then also to find information that can help make it I guess, easier for you to be okay with those changes that are coming up. The only consistent in life is change, right? And so the it is important to be flexible as things change and to learn new technologies and learn things, new learn new things as they come up. And one of the things that's always confused me is I don't know if I was born this way or if it was something that was nurtured in me throughout life, but I don't like not knowing stuff. So if I have something to do, and sometimes this can be detrimental to myself, and I understand that, and I need to be more flexible in this, is that I like to learn everything that I can about something. Sometimes that takes longer, but from my experience, when I understand it all, right, as much as I can, I'm better able to utilize whatever it is that I was learning, and that's important to me. And so uh, I don't necessarily think that you have to know all the ins and outs of everything before you start using it. But be curious about things that are existing in the world. Um, be curious about learning new things. Be curious about what anybody tells you. Uh, be curious about whatever I tell you. Be curious about what anybody from any of my companies tell you. Tells you. Always make sure that you are going and doing everything you can to do your own research, do your own understanding, and always look at the opposing side. Go deep into the opposing side. It's very, very fun in my opinion and very interesting. And it's it's great because if you really truly believe the things that you believe, right? If those things are important to you and those values matter to you, as you jump into the other side, you will realize that you you were right in believing what you believe. And so I just encourage you to always go deep into both sides of everything and go into the other side, utilizing the news and information that they put out into it. Um, and, and so, so for instance, what I mean is if you're trying to learn, say, um, I'm just going to use this because I've, I've studied is, um, Islam in college. Um, not, not, not from a, a degree standpoint, but from a humanities uh, upper level division course that I had to take. Uh, and so like go and from there, right, when I was studying it, it was taught to go and learn more about it from the religion itself. And so what I mean by that is that if you are a Christian and people are saying that you're wrong, then dive into that religion with the religion. Don't dive into that religion from teachings from your religion if that makes sense. So go and try the religion to see if it makes sense to you. And you will start to see how you will start to see whether or not you're fickle or you really believe the things that you believe. Um, so I encourage you to do that. But uh, I have these four misconceptions about AI. This is from news.microsoft.com, um, a great news source for articles. Um, and uh, this is by Vanessa Ho. So uh, she, she has these four myths. Um, uh, she writes about from Carmel Allison and she offers her misconceptions about AA, but the articles written by Vanessa Ho. Um, and so, uh, 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 Allison who studies AI trends as a technical advisor for Microsoft chief, chief technology officer, Kevin Scott. She says, I've always had the drive to understand these huge amorphous things that we deal with as humans. There are no easy answers in artificial intelligence or AI, which is part of what makes it fun. 
It's an open-ended exploration of what we want the future to look like. And these are some of those misconceptions that Allison speaks about with Vanessa and <laughs> Vanessa wrote the blog. So myth one, AI will take everyone's jobs. So AI will change the nature of some jobs while creating new opportunities for people to focus on more meaningful and creative tasks, Allison says. We have an opportunity to rethink how we work and how we leverage these new AI tools in our work streams. For example, AI that can write boilerplate code or summarize spreadsheet data gives people the freedom to use their time more strategically to solve bigger problems and invent new economies, she says. AI is going to up-level as a, uh, us as humans and take care of some of those tedious tasks that maybe we didn't like in the first place. For us as humans, we're faced with the interesting question of, well, then what you want to spend your time doing? So the idea of technologies, the idea behind a lot of this, um, and I'm not going to get too political uh, with this, but the idea behind technology is that technology was supposed to come along and make it so we didn't have to work as much inside of organizations. But then what happened was because everything is about more and more and more and more and more profit, once technology came in, those people, the idea was those people didn't have to work as much. So let's say we could go from an eight-hour workday to a four-hour workday because everybody was using technology. We could have kept the pay the same, paid those workers the same. They could have used the technology. They could have went out to a four-hour work, four-day work week, but maybe got paid for eight or 12 hours because the profit was coming in more, but all of that profit flowed up to the top and we became these profit monsters. And then we would just say, okay, well, you can't do it. We're going to get rid of you or we're going to bring in new people that have new skill sets or we need you to do more and more and more and more. Um, and so the idea is that with this, it's the same concept as artificial intelligence comes in. It's an opportunity for you to learn new things and to then go and create new stuff within your organization rather than us having more time to relax. But we're not going to go into the politics of that um, or the uh, economics of that. But essentially, that's the benefit of a artificial intelligence that will allow you to free up more time to do maybe more meaningful stuff inside of your job. Myth two, AI is only for people who work in tech. AI is for everyone, not just tech experts, according to Allison. And most people already use it in their everyday lives, even though they don't know it. If you use a search engine, click on product recommendations while shopping or write an email with predictive text, you are using AI. She says some of the most exciting ways people are using artificial intelligence are outside of tech, such as in healthcare, where AI helps doctors transcribe, summarize notes, and fill out forms. That helps them be more present with patients. That is a great example of where artificial intelligence can allow us to be more human, she says. So myth one is AI will take everyone's job. Myth two is AI is only for people who work in tech. That is not true either. Myth three, AI is one thing. AI is not a single technology, but a collection of different technologies found in everyday uses, like search engines, email apps, and the continuous glucose monitoring device Allison wears on her arm for diabetes. Go type one diabetes. I have type one diabetes in case you didn't know. As AI becomes more common, she says it's important to learn about different ways you can use it. We need to learn which AI powered tools, tools will be the best for what we want to do, she says. It's why we see certain specialists 
for our different needs, a doctor, a hairdresser, or tutor. By choosing the right tools, we can make sure we're using the most trustworthy and specialized AI for each task. And myth four, AI is inherently biased and should be avoided. It's true that AI can be biased from large language models trained on internet opinions to models built with data that reflect societal biases to products made by developers with preconceived beliefs. But Allison encourages people to use AI as informed consumers who learn how the systems are built and understand the principles of companies building them. She says it's important that developers train AI systems on diverse and representative data sets and use fair and unbiased algorithms. Microsoft AI consumers or Microsoft artificial intelligence consumers can learn about the company's practices of responsible AI by design. And there is a link in the link. So I'll have a link of this episode or of this blog in the episode description. And then there, there's a link to Microsoft practices for responsible AI. So you can check that out to see how um, uh, they're going to adhere to principles of fairness, reliability, and transparency. We all had to learn at some point that not everything on the internet is true, and we have to do the same with AI, Allison says. Learn its biases, learn its shortcomings, learn its strengths, and figure out how to use AI in your own life and make it a tool that serves you. So... Don't shy away from AI if that's something that I can just get into everybody's heads. It's not going away. And one of the things that I see continuously from um, older gen Generation X, older millennials even, uh, uh, baby boomers, and then the baby boomers, the World War II generation, I guess. I don't, I don't remember what that generation is, but baby boomers, my apologies for my ignorance. And so is the lack of tr trying the new things. And all of this goes back to learning and being curious. The more that you can learn and the more that you in increase your, um, I guess, uh, curiosity to learn, um, you will continuously put yourself in a better place and you will never get left behind because you're going to be staying up to date on what is happening. Um, and one of the things too, is like if you have kids or grandchildren or great grandchildren, learn the things that they're learning as they're growing up, because those are the things that are going to predominantly be in the future, whether or not you think that they're bad or not, I would say lean into them and find out what the benefits are because technically all things can be used for evil. And I'm imagining all things can be used for good. We'll be right back. Something that has been on my mind lately is what is it that makes someone curious to learn? And I'm not going to go deep dive into some philosophical thought about what does that. I'm imagining it has something that uh, I'm assuming it has something to do with some type of nurturing aspect that was part of them as a child. And I don't mean learning in the aspect of questioning, even though I said this kind of maybe at the beginning of the podcast, I don't mean it in the sense of questioning everything that comes to you learning. I mean it in the sense of wanting to know more about the world and the world around you and to educate yourself on the things that you do not understand and the things that you do not, do not know as you are presented with those things inside of life. 
Now, I don't think maybe that everybody has to take it as far as I do as everything comes up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds interesting because everything sounds interesting to me. So I go, yeah, I'll learn about that. I'll learn about that. I'll learn about that. And what can sometimes happen is if you don't have a plan in place for that learning, then you, you don't really learn anything at all. But we have to be able to have a curiosity for the questions that arise, especially when we're building our businesses and when we or and or if we're entrepreneurs in our, you know, in our job. And everybody should be an entrepreneur as best as they can inside of their career path if that's a career path that they want to continue and be a part of with their life. And creating a learning environment at work or in your business is important for fostering innovation, which is something that I've been talking a lot about. It's also super important for enhancing performance and increasing employee satisfaction because when people are learning more, they feel like they're more a part of the organization and they feel that they're going to be moving up in that organization and that the organization or business cares about the learning that they're doing. Um, And these all can even go into family matters, as I always say. Anything that I say about an organization or business, you can extrapolate the main concepts and apply them to a family or to an organization. Family is an organization as well. And so one of the things that you can do inside of your business to get started is reward continuous learning. So you have to encourage your team members to pursue new skills. You have to encourage them to pursue new knowledge, experiences, and recognize their efforts. And you have to recognize their achievements. Uh, It it takes a lot of time to create a climate that nurtures critical thinking, where challenging authority and speaking up are encouraged. So when you are able to have your people express how they feel about something that they're being told or that they're being taught, you want to encourage that so that we can come to not only a better understanding of what it is that we're trying to solve, but then it also encourages them to critically think and it can help you encourage, encourage you to critically think. And one of the things that we do at 3T Warrior Academy is we have a meeting every Tuesday with the our more immediate staff that is 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 our you know our our you know 40 hour a week staff or whatever. And so when we meet with them, one of the things is we we do a meeting document and we put on there the main stuff that they each team member wants to talk about and then we put on there the the personal and career or knowledge goals they're trying to achieve with what they're doing. So for instance, one of the biggest things that I'm, you know, trying to finish reading one of these days is the 10 faces of innovation, learning more about UX design. So I spread, tell that to the team that, you know, I'm trying to learn more about UX design, trying to learn more lighting for my uh, YouTube channel, which then I can take my knowledge and share with them for the three, two warrior Academy YouTube channel. Um, you know, some of them are learning more, um, uh, uh, software that will help us in our work. And so we we always share that. And that's one of the ways that we try to create this climate of wanting to, to get better. And we also do like more personal stuff. Like I mentioned that I'm doing more with yoga. You know, CJV mentions that he's doing more with ice baths and, you know, may mention that she's getting back into yoga and things of that nature. So there, and if you don't know who those people are, CJV is my business partner. He's the owner and co-founder with me for 3T Warrior Academy and the, the, the main face of 3T Warrior Academy. And then May is our chief operations officer. And so, so it's very important that you have those people express those things because that's how you can nurture critical thinking and learning. And you have to be open to learning opportunities as well as you go about, you know, what's going on in the day, what's going on in the week and what's going on in the meeting or in the month. So don't just sit in um, and, and expect others to, you know, 
so as opportunities arise, those are opportunities for you and your team members to say, hey, let me go and learn about this. Or can you go and learn about this? Is this something that would be interested you in learning so that they can go and learn whatever it is that's needed? And that's another way of fostering that learning environment. The third one that I think is even the most important is setting aside time for learning because a lot of the times in work, we're bombarded with all the stuff that's going on. We're bombarded with the amount of time that we're putting into work. We're bombarded with all the amount of projects and strategy always starts with your calendar. It's a saying that I read from um, Kobe Sanchez, I think her name is, um, or she said, and it's from a uh, the IB, one of the IBM CEOs, I think the third IBM CEO, I forgot his name, but he had he wrote a book and that was one of the things that he said is strategy doesn't start at the top strategy starts with your calendar and so if you're not setting in time for learning then you're never going to learn all of the things that are important in your day and in your life should be the things that get put on your schedule first and then everything else can fill in around that because if you don't make time for those things that are the most important then it's going to be eaten up with things that may not be important or what other people think that are important and you don't want that to happen um so so you have to Set aside time for learning. You have to agree with your team members and your people on how much time they're going to be putting for it, how often they're going to be putting for it, and make sure that there are goals and, you know, I guess KPIs, you know, that are set to make sure that they're not just wasting that time or that you're not just wasting that time. Because one of the things that happens to me sometimes is I'll be like, okay, I'm going to learn this. And then I start learning it for like 10 minutes and then I get distracted and then I come back to it and I get distracted and I come back to it. So you have to make sure that you're progressing along your learning pathway, um, whatever that is. The other thing that um, you, you need to do is make learning easy, accessible, and meaningful. So one of the things that you can do, and we don't do this fully right now, but you can create some type of internal knowledge systems inside of your business. Um, so Teams does this really well because Teams can link up with LinkedIn Learning, um, and and you can connect Udemy to it, I believe. <laughs> and uh, no, well, it's not through LinkedIn Learning; it's through Viva Learning, I think it is. So Viva, the Viva line of products from Microsoft are all of the corporate, like I don't know, um, social employee interaction, well, employee interactions, I guess. And so one of them that they have is Viva Learning, I think is what it's called. And it connects to like LinkedIn Learning. It connects to like Udemy. It connects to all of those learning softwares. And it brings them all in one place for your team members and staff to have access to if you're paying for them and paying for it to be able to see. So there are ways in which you can bring in-house all of these knowledge systems that give your team members the opportunity to learn new things. One of the other things that I do to make learning easy and accessible is because we use a lot of Microsoft stuff is whenever I'm wanting someone to do, and I just did this with a team member, was that you can go to Microsoft and you can grab learning how-tos and then feed them up to people to, to get them to know the things that you want them to know if you're going to be working with them on certain things. So that's another thing to be thinking about when we're look, thinking about, you know, making it easy and accessible. But, you know, you could use something like Google Sites. You can use something like Microsoft Pages. You could use SharePoint to build out something that makes all of the knowledge stuff accessible to people, whether they're videos that you created, whether they're videos that, you know, companies created, uh, whether videos that colleges created. You know, there's tons of great stuff online with like Stanford and MIT and all of these, you know, companies that are trying to get and nonprofits or organizations that are trying to get information out to people for free. And you could put that all into one place where your team members can have access to. 
Um, the the other thing, and maybe the last the last thing is that you can hire curious people. So you know, I don't know what makes someone curious. I don't know what if that is an internal thing that people are born with if they're nurtured through it without their life. Like I'm trying to think of like through my life being nurtured to be curious. I don't know if I ever was. I've always just not liked not knowing something. And when I don't know something, it frustrates me and I want to go learn about it and know about it. Um, And so you want to somehow foster this curiousness, but you can also look for people and candidates who display intellectual curiosity. They also need a desire to grow and adapt to their skill set, and they need to be agile and motivated to go and learn the things that they don't know to move themselves forward. And sometimes that can be, you know, learning can be very difficult sometimes. It can be very frustrating learning um and it's not it's not necessarily something that needs to come easy sometimes learning is hard but having the knowledge and being able to do the skill needs to be able to be enough of the why maybe to have to learn the thing that you need to learn to get to the next level which then kind of goes into maybe a bigger why and a bigger purpose that you have but I'm not going to go into that right now just remember that if you're looking for people you need to be able to hire and find people that are curious want to learn and want to grow themselves cuz some people they go through life not being interested in being better And so you need to somehow find, and again, I don't know what specifically it is, but you need to somehow find what, what, find people that have that desire to be better than they were the day before and to know more than they did the day before. So kind of a recap on creating this learning environment. You want to reward continuous learning. You want to encourage your team members to pursue new skills, knowledge, and experiences. You need to be open to learning opportunities as you go throughout your work life. You need to set aside time for learning, okay, or for your team members to set aside time for learning. And you need to make learning easy and accessible and meaningful. Use internal corporate knowledge systems or some type of knowledge system where you can bring it in one place to make it super accessible. Um, And then you need to be able to look for and hire curious people. So with that, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. As I always say, namo mirabutsu. Remember, be thankful, grateful, and kind, and we will talk with you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into The Age of Jeremy. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please go ahead and give this a rating if your podcatcher allows you to. Make sure that you share this episode with a friend and also subscribe to this podcast if you're not already subscribed to it. Our opening song was Brave Faces Everyone by Spanish Love Songs. Our clothing, closing song was Threatening Each Other Recapitalism by Illuminati Hotties. I use Neumann microphones, the Zoom L8. I use Cubase as my software or my did digital audio workstation and i use waves plugins one last time remember be thankful grateful and kind we'll talk to you next time Bye.